Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we have yet another interview this month. Of course, we are focusing this month on LinkedIn and how professionals absolutely, positively, no questions, no exceptions, have to be on LinkedIn. And so today, I'm so excited because I'm talking to a repeat guest. I love being able to talk to my guests who have so much great information that we have to have them on more than once. So please join me in welcoming Angela Duns to our program again. Hello, Angela. How are you? Hello, everyone. It's really an honor to be back again. I we love talking with you, Deb. Yay! So much fun. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So Angela Duns is the introvert's guide to LinkedIn. Do you feel awkward about self-promotion? Angela works with coaches and consultants to establish their personal brand, expand their influence, and increase opportunity. Her 10-day challenge has completely transformed businesses in just two weeks. She has been working for seven years as a LinkedIn consultant, sales coach, trainer, and social media strategist. A former high school rodeo champion, Angela is also a hiker, world traveler, author, and NFL fan. Go Pack! Eh, Go Broncos! Okay. Watch for her (laughs) upcoming book, Conversations with Skunks. Can't wait to talk about that. So again, Angela, welcome back! Woohoo! Yay! Well, the last time we chatted, you were with Vingrezzo, which is a great organization, but now you're out on your own. So tell us a little bit more about that before we really dive into this. Well, it's, it's so interesting. I love being part of a team, mm-hmm. and I love being challenged and learning new things. And I definitely did that when I was with Vingrezzo. Mm-hmm. But there comes a time when you really find out that you are a little bit of a cowgirl and it's just easier to be on your own. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to use all of the things that I learned for my ideal client, which is really the small business person, Mm -hmm. the solopreneur, Mm -hmm. coaches and consultants. And so I am so much more committed to that particular um, landscape and Mm -hmm. really want to bring what I learned and adapt that to small business owners, coaches and consultants. I'm amazingly more committed to my business and focused on my ideal client. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just so fun to be back in my own business. I actually chose a name for my business this time after seven it. years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am now Cowgirl Creative Coaching, which Perfect. kind of encompasses all of the different mm-hmm. marketing, sales training, mm-hmm. profile writing optimization, all the stuff that I do on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And it's funny, you know, I grew up in Colorado going to rodeos. Uh, no, I didn't compete. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, I didn't even ride. But one of the things that I knew is that cowgirls are both very independent and frequently <laughs> off on their own. But there are also so many times when they do have to be part of that team. Yes. And so that's, that's, I love that the name kind of, as you said, encompasses all of that. It's so fun. It's, you know, I grew up on horses. I had my first quarter horse when I was five. Oh, oh. So, and you don't learn how to do that without some support and right. some other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't saddle a quarter horse at five. Right. They old. were bigger than you were. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Um, but I was fearless. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely, I drove my grandfather crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's all of that that, you know, and there's team events in rodeo also. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a great analogy and it really brings some, a little bit more of my authenticity Mm -hmm. to what I do. I love it. So why did you decide to focus on LinkedIn? Oh my gosh. Now that's an interesting story. So 
in 2011, I got a shiny new MBA and mm-hmm. decided I was going to move to San Francisco to get a shiny new marketing position somewhere. Um, being over 40, which is ancient in the Bay Area, and this is true. I, I had never had, you know, they want, you need to know somebody on the inside, mm-hmm. be 12 years old and have 15 years experience, I'm not sure how you do that, Mm -hmm. in that exact job title Mm -hmm. to get a job. So I bartended my first two years out here. Mm -hmm. And I I found a position writing curricula by accident Mm -hmm. at an entrepreneur center. Mm -hmm. So I ended, and this is the ironic piece, I ended up writing curricula for Mm -hmm. over 40s who weren't getting rehired into corporate America. If you wanted to start your own job, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? If you've always been an employee, Mm -hmm. how do you create your own, even if you want to be a dog walker, Mm -hmm. you know, you need business Mm -hmm. cards and a website and blah, blah, blah. And you've always had those provided to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I put together a 12-week course. It was a half day on a Saturday Mm -hmm. that taught people all of these things. Cool. And one hour of that was LinkedIn. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody at the Entrepreneur Center was like, oh, my God, LinkedIn is free. Mm-hmm. We can build our business without a website and mm-hmm. start on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And so I started teaching a once-a-month course for all of the people who um, went through the Entrepreneur Center. Mm. And a year later, I was talking with the director, and I'm like, you know, I've taken all of these classes, and I've done all this stuff, and I still have no idea what my business is. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Get out of my office right now. Are you kidding me? He's like, what about LinkedIn? (laughs) And I was like, oh. Oh. He's Mm -hmm. like, do you hate it? And I was like, no, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you already have a business. Can I introduce you to your business over here? (laughs) This thing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. I had still been thinking like an employee, Deb, Mm -hmm. all that time. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, I mean, we were at a cafe and he grabs a napkin and he's like, here's your business plan. Mm -hmm. And I ran with it from that moment on. Mm -hmm. That was 2012, the end of 2012. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it took somebody else. It took an objective third party to Mm -hmm. tell me what I was doing. (laughs) And then it frequently does, right? Mm -hmm. And then I claimed it in a big way and Mm -hmm. ran with it. And here I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And we were talking before that, you know, and and this was in your bio, that you are the introvert's guide to LinkedIn. And, you know, I think it's, LinkedIn is is a perfect platform, you know, obviously for everybody, but especially for introverts who, you know, going to a networking event causes hives. In fact, you might not even go. I mean, you know, all these various things, but when you can meet somebody just through a computer screen and, and do it on your own terms, it's, it's a perfect way to really make your business connections. It's, it's a great opportunity because you get to experiment and get comfortable with it. I mean, I'm one of those people, I think events sound so great mm-hmm. and I sign up for stuff and I never go. Right. There's some I, reason I, you talk yourself out of it. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it's too easy. It's too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really good at trying to reach out to people on LinkedIn mm-hmm. on my terms. Now, I will confess, when I moved to California nine years ago, I had 52 connections on LinkedIn. Wow. 50. To, that's not mm-hmm. a network. And probably nobody out there. No, not a single person mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, I cleaned up my LinkedIn before I moved out here mm-hmm. and got rid of any connections I had in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, unless they could give me a recommendation mm-hmm. or they were a professor or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. So I really, truly cut all ties mm-hmm. and made myself a Californian mm-hmm. um, from the get-go. And so I built my network from scratch out here mm-hmm. and it, I thought it was going to take me a hundred years to get mm-hmm. to 500 connections. Mm-hmm. And I'm way past that now. Mm-hmm. I'm going on 6,000 wow. which for an introvert is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's nothing. The limit mm-hmm. is 30,000 to be right. an influencer. You need to have 30,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's still, interesting to me to think about the path and the trajectory mm-hmm. that I took. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned making connections through LinkedIn, and, and that's obviously one of the big things that LinkedIn is so good for. 
I did the same thing when we moved from Colorado to Atlanta. Um, you know, we had, the nice thing is we had a lot of notice, like over a year. So I would start reaching out to people. Now I didn't weed anybody out, um, you know, and, 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 and I kept my Colorado folks, but I really started reaching out to Atlanta people. And I simply told them moving to Atlanta at some point in the future, just expanding my connections and almost all of them connected, you know, and, and, and then when I got here, I went back through that little list. Now, you know, I'm not an introvert. Surprise. Um, <laughs> but I went back through that list and I said, okay, now I'm here and I'd love to take you to coffee to get to know more about you. One person turned me down and only one person made me buy the coffee myself. Um, and, you know, now maybe it's because we're in the South and so, but, but and I got <laughs> to meet so many cool people by doing that. Now I did go and meet with them. Um, so that was kind of the, the extrovert part. But I had really built up my network before I ever got here. And I think that was, was one of the keys to really leaping into the community. Oh, that's such a super strategy. You know, and introverts are not afraid of one-on-one connection. It's just Mm -hmm. large numbers of people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have a misconception about what LinkedIn is good for. And Mm -hmm. I really like to look at it as greasing the wheels for the Mm face-to-face. It is, you know, old, old school sales was you know, five to seven touches with somebody Mm -hmm. before you could get an in-person meeting in their office. Now it's 12 to 17. Mm -hmm. Most of those touches have to be digital Mm -hmm. before you get a conversation. And that conversation might be on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been a big shift. Mm -hmm. And those people who have adapted well to the digital platform are very successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And those who are struggling with the digital platform are really struggling in their businesses right. as well. Mm-hmm. So I look at LinkedIn as a way to grease the wheels mm-hmm. to get to relationship. Right. I, the goal is still having a face-to-face, even mm-hmm. if it's online or, mm-hmm. like we're doing, mm-hmm. or if it is coffee. I still make coffee meetings regularly. Mm-hmm. I try to make two a week from LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and once you've met in person, that just makes the mm-hmm. online relationship more meaningful. Right. Right. So it's not an end to a means. Mm-hmm. It is a part of greasing the wheels. Right. right. You know, and, and that is part of your strategy when you're building those connections. So it's not just let's find anybody and everybody. Now, I did kind of do that when I moved to Atlanta. Um, I actually looked within a certain geographic area because I was smart enough to know I didn't want to be driving all the way to the other side of Atlanta. I wanted to stay on, on one side. But but yeah, you know, and, and so that's where people are, you know, they only are looking for connections in a, a geographic area, an industry, something like that. Because as you said, the goal is to meet with them, you know, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's, it's online, to really develop those connections. Right. And if there's not a reason to be meeting, then, you know, maybe, maybe it's, you, you, re, you really shouldn't even be connected with them. You never know. I mean, you know, that's kind of my philosophy. You never know what might happen, but... You, know, you need to go about it strategically. Yeah, I, I try not to say no and rule out possibilities mm-hmm. until I see that I need to. Right, right. Now, I do look at who's connect, you know, who sent me a request to connect. And you know, if, it's, if I am pretty clear that they're going to spam me right away, no. If they don't have a picture, I don't care who they are. I'm, no, no picture, no connect. Um, I like the people, <clears throat> no, who use their business name as there, no, that's not correct either. And we're going to talk about business pages later on. But, um, you know, but it is about really having a good, robust profile, you know. And, yes. and so what all are things that for you are very key to that content that you, you have in your LinkedIn profile? Well, great criteria, Deb. That's excellent. I really recommend that people check things out. You're in control of your network. Mm-hmm. You should be empowered to choose only the people you want in your network. And I weed people out, you know, the whole connect and pitch thing that everyone hates so Mm -hmm. much. Um, You know, you can smell them coming a mile away. Right. And then don't connect with them. Mm -hmm. And if they spam me with their junk right away before there's, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I will go so far as to tell them if you ever do this Mm -hmm. again, I will block you. Oh, yeah. And once you get three blocks, then you're in LinkedIn jail. Yep. You're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, it, I had one last week thing. that he he took the cake. I mean, now this was one that it, I mean he he was the pinnacle of spam. You know, he sends me now he sent me an in mail, so it came you know a little higher level than than just through LinkedIn. But he did use LinkedIn to connect with me, and it was hi Deborah. So okay, that's one of the first keys is if they use my full name, I know okay maybe haven't met them, but he said you know would you be interested? In me showing you how to download all of your LinkedIn connections so you may, can email them directly. There's so many things wrong with that. And, you know, and, and so I, it, most of the time I ignore, right? But I, this guy, I thought, no. And so I responded and I said, okay, first of all, you obviously didn't even go to my profile to see that I'm a LinkedIn trainer. But more importantly, why on earth would I want to spam all of my LinkedIn contacts by sending them an email? Of course, I didn't hear from him again, and I'm pretty sure that you know he dumped me before I could dump him. That's too funny. Okay, so let's go back to your question yes. about what are the key yes. elements. What do you of, need to have in profile. your LinkedIn profile? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I'd like to address first is mm -hmm. profile optimization because okay. a lot of people do not understand what that means. Okay, and so I hear people say all the time, I, you know, people are looking at my profile, but they're the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Well. It is the optimization. Okay. Um, I worked with a guy who had been a technical writer for a lot of the tech startups here in mm. Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And he switched. He got a master's degree in mm -hmm. organization development. Very different role. Right. But he was still getting tons of hits for mm. technical writing, and he mm -hmm. never wanted to do that again. Right. So we had to redesign his profile and emphasize different things in his past work experience, go through his skills section, mm -hmm. get rid of all the technical writing um, skills, that sort of thing, because those are search terms. Mm -hmm. And it's the way you express yourself. It's the skills section. It's the, um, the functions, the top mm -hmm. three functions for each of your past work experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, you really want to point towards the role that you're currently right. in. And think five years down the road. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? Your LinkedIn profile is not a resume. It's not anchored in the past. Mm -hmm. It should be pointing towards the future. Right. So what skills are you developing? Mm -hmm. And so optimization is a lot more than just keywords and skills. Mm -hmm. um, it is also the resources that you have available on your profile. Mm -hmm. It's how robust is your about section? Mm -hmm. um, do you have links internal and external to your profile, which would be websites, online articles, mm -hmm. landing pages? Those are external links. Internal mm -hmm. links are um, blog posts, uh, your company page, mm -hmm. um, other resources that are located on LinkedIn mm -hmm. itself. So having a balance of lots of different links Mm -hmm. And the density that is added when you have PowerPoint presentations, infographics, photos of you doing what you do, things like that added to your profile. Mm -hmm. But the number one thing people look at is your photo. Right. If it's not there, you are a person non grata. Right. <laughs> yeah, because there's suspicion. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of things why people, why you look at it and go, well, why don't they have a picture? Axe murder, spammer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then here in the Bay Area, we're really snobby because it's kind of like social media ground zero. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a banner. Right. Oh, yeah. Which is that big thing behind your profile picture, folks. It you is need to billboard do that. space. Take mm -hmm. advantage of it. Mm -hmm. It is just at least have something. Anything is better yeah, than. Don't have the blue thing. That's connecting there. dots. Mm -hmm. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, everybody will judge you for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next most important thing is your headline. Right. Is your headline a sorting hat? Mm -hmm. Can it help people decide yes or no, mm -hmm. you are the right person? They should decide from your headline. Mm -hmm. Do you solve my problem? Can you bring me the results I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Do you serve my demographic mm -hmm. right. or my situational graphic? Mm -hmm. right. Let me read yours so that, and it's, it's of course, great. Um, and, and you've got some little, um, you know, some little symbols and things in there, but it says building your brand, content strategy, relationship building, self-promotion service, and hashtag LinkedIn badass. 
So people know right there from reading that part exactly what it is that you do. Yes. And a lot of people, you know, I go to networking events all the time and people are like, oh, my son needs you. Mm -hmm. He's looking for a job. And that's not who I serve. No, no. I mean, there's lots of people who can do that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And they enjoy doing that. I Mm -hmm. don't. Right. Um, Job seekers are just not my thing. I Well, they're on LinkedIn for a very different reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's really shocking is right now, they estimate that less than 8% of the activity in the newsfeed is job seekers. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about it's building your network, increasing. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. B2B. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, you mentioned something, and I want to ask specifically about this. So, you were talking about the, the example you gave of the gentleman who did something different. And that's what a lot of people are doing now. For whether it's their choice, you know, they, they decided to get out of corporate America or whatever, or, you know, maybe corporate America dumped them, <laughs> or they're just doing a complete career pivot. Do you, how much of that old content do you keep there? Because, you know, it's not like they didn't just spring from the earth. I mean, you, you still right. kind of have to have that. So what is your advice to people when they say, you know, well, Angela, what, what do I still need to list? So I tell people to think about what were your top three functions mm-hmm. at each of those positions. Okay. And then how can you frame that in the context of where you ended up? Okay. How can it build a case mm-hmm. for where you ended up? Mm-hmm. How can it speak about soft skills? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you're still going to have hard skills that are included in Mm -hmm. there. um, But, you know, a lot of people these days, adaptability, Mm -hmm. grit, resilience, Mm -hmm. persistence, all of those things are things that are prized Mm -hmm. in this ever-changing business world. Um, So make a case for your soft skills Mm -hmm. and for the technical things that you are able to learn because any new endeavor that you go into, you're going to have to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. Right. So being well, able to paint that picture. Right. And I tell people, you know, even if you're doing a complete career pivot, there were probably still things that transfer, you know, yes. did, were you in charge of a budget? Did you manage people? I mean, and things like that as a, you know, and, and, and like right. I've talked to military people who have said, well, if I told you what I did, I'd have to kill you. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, they, they may, there were still skills that they had that translate into the civilian world or, you know, the the jobs that they're doing now, things like that. Personal leadership, Mm -hmm. leadership of any kind, Mm -hmm. time management, all of those soft skills are transferable. So really emphasize that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, managing people can translate into customer service Mm -hmm. and client service. And just, you really have to think in broad Mm -hmm. and specific strokes Mm -hmm. when you're looking at LinkedIn, but go through all of your past positions Mm -hmm. and we all, not all of us, some people don't put anything. Right. Because it doesn't pertain, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, try to go for that happy medium Mm -hmm. with all of your past experience, you get 2000 characters. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. You probably only need about 500 to mm-hmm. really tell that story mm-hmm. and then optimize it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let's talk more about, you know, we've, we've talked about the headline and photo and folks, photo, photo, photo. You know, we can't say that enough. And you know, it's not a selfie. It's not, you know, with, with somebody where you've got their hand over. The, I love those, you know, where you've got somebody's missing body parts over, the, you know, have a professional picture done. Now, it doesn't yes. have to be taken by a professional, but it should right. look professional. Yes. Um, but let's talk more about the about section, which used to be the summary. I yes. like that they renamed it to about. So what all should we see in this section? Oh my gosh, I love this topic. Um, so LinkedIn wants you to think about LinkedIn as your personal website. Okay. That is part of the reason for the change from summary to about. Doesn't mm-hmm. that sound more like a tab on a website? Right, right. So I think... And I have a template for this that Mm -hmm. I give people. Best practices are, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It is about who you serve and Mm -hmm. what you can do for them. So that opening paragraph really needs to be either a three to five sentence story Mm -hmm. about one of your most challenging situations. And so what was the challenge that came to you? Mm -hmm. What was the solution that you came up with 
together. Mm -hmm. And then what was the result? What was that client mm -hmm. or that um, company or whoever it was? What were they able to do right. because of what you did together? Mm -hmm. So a uh, three to five sentence story, or you ask your qualifying questions there. Mm -hmm. Are you looking for this result? Right. Are and that's you exactly what you've done. I, I love it. So I'm looking at your profile again, and you. this is how you start your about section. Of course, you know this, but for, for, for everyone else, will your LinkedIn profile spark a conversation? Does your profile speak directly to your ideal client? Is your profile a mini resource for your target market? Again, people read, oh yeah. You know, and, and, and if that's not, then they've weeded themselves out. Right, right. The sorting hat. Yes, right. No. Yes, but but the little sorting hat on. Mm -hmm. People should be able to decide that very quickly mm -hmm. because we all have the attention span of gnats these days. Mm -hmm. So you really want to give people the good stuff mm -hmm. up front mm -hmm. quickly so they can decide. And the other advantage, if you're not for them, they know who is right, and they can refer you. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, one of the things that this is pointing out that might be the biggest challenge for people is figuring that out, you know, the, the, and, 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 I, and, and that is one of the things that I see is people will, they're not sure what they want to be when they grow up. Doesn't matter, you know, what age they are, they still aren't sure what they want to be when they grow up. So yes. they don't know how to yes. write this section. So this is the advice that I give to people. How do people usually come to you and how do you usually start doing business okay. with people? And you really want to think of that entry point. Okay that entry situation mm -hmm. or that entry level product or service that mm -hmm. you offer. Now, people that are already in your world, of course, love you. You're not talking to them. Right. You're, you're already connected with them. They know all the information. They're going to love right. you. Mm -hmm. They know what you have mm -hmm. on your profile and they don't care anymore mm -hmm. because they just love you. Mm -hmm. So you're talking to those people that you're trying to convert. Okay. That is the only conversation you really need to have on LinkedIn mm -hmm. is what is your purpose for LinkedIn? Is mm. it to build your business? Mm -hmm. Is it to grease the wheels for referral partnerships? Mm -hmm. Is it to establish yourself as a thought leader? Mm -hmm. All of those things are congruent. Mm -hmm. So you really try to speak to that entry level problem that you solve mm -hmm. or that result that you can bring to your ideal right. entry level client. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love that you still have fun stuff in there. I mean, you talk about being a rodeo champ, you know, an, an NFL page, you know, go Green Bay, which, okay, that's fine because they still have Mason Crosby. So, you know, so see, we, we I hope we have Mason for a good long time yet. We love Mason. Oh, my God. No, plus, he's a nice guy. So, um, but anyhow, oh boy, did we digress. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you talk about the fun stuff in there. And I think that's, you know, you're not emphasizing it, but it is part of what you're putting in there to show that you're still human. And I think that's one of the things that people forget is we must be professional, we must be all business. Nah, you know, and I want to talk to somebody who's fun. It's just crap. So what would you be more likely to use as an icebreaker the very first time you meet someone at a coffee shop? Would it be, oh, I see that you did blah, blah, blah at this organization, mm -hmm. or I see that you're a Packer fan? Right. Well, and that's how people bond and connect with each other. I mean, they might hate the Packers, but that still gives you a way to connect with them. Yes. Oh my gosh. I did a speaking event in January. And as soon as I walked in the door, there was a woman that came up to mm -hmm. me and she said, you know, I'm from Chicago. Oh no. Oh, she's a Bears fan. And I was like, you read my profile. Mm -hmm. She's like, of course, isn't that what you're supposed right. to do when you go mm -hmm. to a speaking event is find mm -hmm. out about the speaker and make mm -hmm. an informed decision. Right. And I said, oh, mwah, I love mm -hmm. you already. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm still a Bears fan. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's okay. It's the oldest, most traditional rivalry in mm -hmm. the NFL. That right. <laughs> it's not is. going away. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and that does come back to, again, knowing if you want to work with somebody. You know, if, if you've got, say, these sports analogies and things in your profile and somebody is really not a sports person, then they might not want to work with you. I mean, yep. you know, and that's fine. You know, it's, it's yes. okay to weed people out. And she's become one of my favorite clients. Mm -hmm. We have some of the greatest right. conversations. Mm -hmm. I love her. Oh, yeah. um, but 
the number one way to connect on LinkedIn mm-hmm. is alma mater. Right. The number two way mm-hmm. is through sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, there's still that. a lot of men. I mean, it's actually, it's, it's almost 50, 50, but you know, but, but yeah, it's sports is still, you know, it's, it's a biggie. Yeah. Most recent statistics says it's 57% men right. on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but 70% of them are outside the U S right. Yeah. So, so you better be able to talk soccer. Football. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Manchester United, Madrid mm-hmm. Real. Right. You know, and, and you know, it's funny because, it, it, of course, it, what we always have to be is authentic. I mean, if you don't know about, say, soccer, then you better not put it in there because if somebody calls you on it, then everything else is going to be in question. Yes. Yes. And this whole authenticity thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a word we don't even want to hear anymore because nobody knows what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do want to address this because I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Generic is the kiss of death on LinkedIn. Right. It's the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. No, we've seen wait, we're so jaded. Mm-hmm. We are so jaded and we're so inundated with information unless it's fresh mm-hmm. and new Right. And presented in an interesting way, dressed mm-hmm. up, dressed down, whatever, whatever your thing is. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I tell my clients. Whatever your freak flag is, fly it at full mm-hmm. mast. Right. Because your people will find you. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're nothing to nobody. Right. Right. Yeah. If you're trying to please everyone, you're not going to please anybody. You know, and, and you might get clients, work, whatever it is that you're looking for, but it's not going to be a good fit. And is it going to be your preferred Mm -hmm. work? Right. Right. Is it going to be what you can do with your eyes closed and one arm tied behind your Mm -hmm. back? The stuff that you love, the stuff that Mm -hmm. fills you up? Mm -hmm. No. Right. And again, that's where you have to know that. I mean, you know, and, and, and I see profiles like that all the time where I can tell that somebody is clearly still searching for their identity. And sometimes that's when they're having to change jobs. You know, they're not quite sure where they're going to land, what they want to be when they grow up, um, all of these various things. And, and if anything, it might be okay to say, you know, I'm still searching for my purpose in life. And, you know, it's, it's funny. And I do want to address this also. LinkedIn is a really good place to experiment with that. Mm-hmm. because things get buried in the newsfeed so quickly that if you posted something that just fell flat or didn't go anywhere, it wasn't well received, mm-hmm. you can either delete it mm-hmm. or it gets buried so quickly that right. people forget all about it. So I was talking with a marketer the other day and you know she's been a marketing professional for her entire professional career. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm afraid to death to post on LinkedIn. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. I was like, and she is a extrovert, extrovert, extrovert. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are so many people that are afraid of getting things wrong on LinkedIn that Mm -hmm. they do nothing. They're paralyzed. Because again, it's professional. (sighs) Look at the newsfeed. Mm -hmm. Find out what it is that you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. That tone, that sense of humor, that whatever it is, try that mm-hmm. until it really fits. Right. Right. You know, and, and again, if it doesn't work, well, you know what? It doesn't work. Delete it. Mm-hmm. Right. And nobody will remember. You know, it's, it's <laughs> not like you posted something on Facebook yourself. that caused controversy that they're going to remember, you know, years later. No, on LinkedIn, they're like, whatever. Not as many haters on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's you know, professional. People want you to succeed. Right. You know, and, and that is one thing to definitely keep in mind is that you need to pro, you know, post professional content. This isn't the place that unless you are in the field of politics that you post something political. And then be still nope. be very, very careful about that. Um, you know, I had somebody one time that said she, got a, she volunteered a lot for campaigns and should she put that on there? And I said, yes, but be very careful because it is showing some job skills that she had, some things like that. Same with religion. 
um, you know, and, and, you know, you can post it, but you just need to be careful about how you're going about it. Right. Right. You want it to have some sort of a, a business purpose. It mm-hmm. is, it is talking about professional leadership right. or um, some soft skill of mm-hmm. some kind. It, it needs to be providing value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Again, you know, did you manage a budget? Were you managing other people? Um, maybe you were the graphic designer for the campaign. I, I I talked to somebody who had done that before, and 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 I said, well, you want to show those examples, but people yes. need the context as to why they're even there. Right. So so yes, you have to have that communications, PR, all of that stuff. You know, look at the essence of what it was that mm-hmm. you did and stress that, right? Not the political part. And of course, volunteering for whatever is a great way to get um, skills and, and you'll learn new things. I tell people, you know, when people are, well, I don't have this or, you know, I've only had one job or I'm just out of school or whatever it is that they're saying, volunteer. Great, yes. great way to get another skill or more. And sometimes those volunteer experiences are much more valuable than your actual paid experiences because we do things at a high level Mm -hmm. if if we're very passionate about them. Mm -hmm. So if it was more of a pro bono position Mm -hmm. with a nonprofit, put it in your work experience, not in the volunteer section. Just explain. It was a pro bono experience. Mm -hmm. If you worked on a some sort of a promotional campaign, Mm -hmm. if you were a board member or Mm -hmm. served on a board committee, definitely higher Mm -hmm. level involvement. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to know what you do because you're passionate Mm -hmm. about it. Right. Right. Put it in your regular work experience Mm -hmm. and highlight those high level skills. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are the things from a content strategy perspective do we have to have in our profiles? Oh, keywords, keywords, keywords. Keywords, soft skills, uh, who you serve, mm-hmm. you know, get those words. I tell people, what are the 10 most quintessential keywords for your business? Mm. And include, you know, the problem that you solve, mm-hmm. the result that you bring, the audience that you serve. Mm-hmm. And then get those keywords in at least three places in your profile. Okay. In your headline, in your about section, Mm -hmm. in your work experience, in your skills, in your recommendations, Mm -hmm. in your projects, Mm -hmm. wherever you can get those words. Right. Yeah, I think so many people forget that not only does LinkedIn have a very robust search function, Google also ties into the, the keywords in your LinkedIn profile. Oh my gosh. I had lunch last Monday with an SEO specialist. Ooh. She's one of my favorite referral partners, and mm-hmm. we've worked together on a couple of products, I, projects. I love Carolyn. Mm-hmm. But she said, oh, my God, you don't have a Google My Business page? You're not on Yelp? Mm-hmm. You don't have a website? You don't even have a landing page? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, my gosh. And so I said, okay, let's Google my name. Right. The and first 18 things came up. There's your LinkedIn up. profile. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The first 18 things that came up Whoa. were my, my 10-day challenge, mm-hmm. my LinkedIn profile assessment, mm-hmm. um, all this. It was all my business and all stuff. Now, Perfect. where I fall down mm-hmm. is if you look for a LinkedIn consultant, mm. there's too farther, many. I'm mm-hmm. a little farther down the mm-hmm. list. But if you type in LinkedIn badass, I'm the only one that comes up. Of course. So SEO has lots of different pieces and parts and purposes. Mm -hmm. Well, and for many people, when they're establishing their personal brand, they don't need business pages. Google, you know, I'm I'm not going to have a Google business page or a Yelp page, you know, and and things like that. Even though I've been in business over 20 years, I mean, it just you know, I I don't need that. Now I do have a website, but that's because you know it's it's a little bit further down. But but yeah, I mean, your LinkedIn profile, if you've done it correctly, will serve the purpose. Yes, yes, and I'm proof of that. Mm -hmm. I've built my business entirely from my LinkedIn profile for over seven years. Wow, I love it. So part of that is your outreach and your messaging strategy, you know? So yes. we've, we've got this great profile. It's SEO <laughs> optimized, fabulous picture, all these various things. Now what? Well, first of all, you have to know who you're talking to. So okay. be, to be able to design a great about section, who are you talking to? Mm. Who is that entry-level client, your okay. ideal audience? Mm-hmm. Because you're speaking directly to them. Mm-hmm in everything that you put on your profile. Okay. Now, when you're doing your messaging, 
If you're sending invites to a specific target audience, first of all, you have to know who that target audience is just to find them. Right. So when you're doing your simple and advanced searches, which you Mm -hmm. can still do with free LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. um, you're limited to three advanced searches a month that you can save. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know some tricks that you can do indefinite, you know, Mm -hmm. infinite numbers of Mm -hmm. searches and saves. Um, But you want to know who you're talking to, and then you want to know what you're going to say to them. Mm -hmm. What is it that they are looking for? Mm -hmm. In their heart of hearts, what do they want someone to tell them? Right. Most people are so confused about content. Mm -hmm. If I can speak to content strategy and messaging strategy in Mm -hmm. a way that makes them feel more relaxed, that's an automatic Mm -hmm. in for me. So your content strategy, what you're posting into the newsfeed must provide a valuable service to them. Mm-hmm. And that thing that I say in my headline, self-promotion is not a dirty word. Mm-hmm. It is an act right. of service to mm-hmm. your ideal client. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again because I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. So many women feel that we don't have permission to toot our own horns or whatever, whatever that thing is. It's not ladylike. Well, and we were not raised with the expectation that Mm -hmm. we were going to be business women. Mm -hmm. And so self-promotion feels a little bit like the used car salesman stuff. Mm -hmm. Our version of sales and self-promotion is an act of service. Mm-hmm. And I'm on a mission to change that. Right. So everything that you do, every message that you send, every mm-hmm. post that you post, every word in your profile should be providing value for your ideal audience. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and take the time, just like when you're developing a product or a service, to figure out who that ideal client is. You know, I always love it when I ask someone, you know, who's your target market? And they smile at me and they say, everyone. No, no one's target market is everyone. Nope. You know, and, and, and the, the problem is when it's everyone, it's no one. It's kind of like, you know, we were saying right. before. Yeah, that's default. Yeah. You know, figure out who it is, even if that's a really small number. Yes. Because if it's the right number, that's all that matters. And other people can read themselves into that. That's mm-hmm. one thing women are great at. Right. We can read ourselves into lots of descriptions. Mm-hmm. So the narrower, the better. And you mm-hmm. may have more than one bucket. So those mm-hmm. three to five qualifying right. questions at the top of your mm-hmm. um, profile in the about section mm-hmm. can be to three to five different buckets. Right. So you re- and I think another thing that really confuses people, I used to be completely miffed. Oh my gosh, I was just so intimidated by this whole idea of ideal client, target audience. God, I was just spinning and spinning and spinning for months about that. And what really cleared it all up for me is that it is not a demographic. Mm. It may not be a specific title mm-hmm. or an age category or a location, unless mm-hmm. your business really is brick and mortar and mm-hmm. it, you're serving only in a certain um, geographic area. Right. It's more a situation. Mm-hmm. When people are ready to buy, they're ready to buy. Mm-hmm. When they're ready to throw money at a certain problem or to mm-hmm. get a certain result, they're ready. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that you're talking to. What is the situation? Right. So go back through your client list and think about how did people come to you? Where were they at? What was their thinking? What were the words that they were using? Mm-hmm. It's really reverse engineering because the service that we provide is not what we think it is. Right. It is not what we think it is. Mm-hmm. It is solving a different problem than we think it mm-hmm. is. So talking to your clientele, mm-hmm. doing surveys, doing follow-up, letting them tell their story. Mm-hmm is where you're going to find the clues on what that word, that phrase, that Mm. feeling, that Mm -hmm. situation is that's going to help them say yes to whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That thing that helps you build trust that you have the right answer for them right now. Mm -hmm. It's more of a situation than anything. Right. I was struck by something just now. 
can we be using LinkedIn just to build our network without actually trying to sell them something? Oh, God, yes. Oh, that's yes. I'm right. Yesterday, yesterday, there is this really interesting person that put this great post out about the interesting climate of business right now. And he said, if you resonate with what I've said, please in the comments below, write that you're open to connecting and others will be able to find you too. Okay. And I was like, what an interesting, Mm -hmm. interesting way to use LinkedIn. Right. So since then, I've made over 10 new connections and all of us have been messaging back and Mm -hmm. forth. Like what drew you to that post? And you know, Mm -hmm. what are you doing right now? Do you want to get together for a 15 minute conversation and find out more? I'm like, Oh, these people get it. Mm -hmm. This is how to use LinkedIn in its highest and best Mm -hmm. good. Right. Well, and I think that's something that so many people need to keep in mind is it is about building that network, building that relationship. If money comes from it, of course, that's great. But sometimes, you know, you know, like you and I are obviously connected. <laughs> I don't know that we would either hire each other. <laughs> we might very not. well become business partners, definitely business referrals. Yes. All of those. Re- and so that's, I think, sometimes where people get a hitch is, you know, they're thinking, and, and I tell people sometimes, you know, you are your product. Well, okay, that's, that's especially if you're looking for a new job and, that's, and you're using LinkedIn for that. You know, you're the product, you're kind of selling yourself as to why they should hire you. But, but it is about just making those connections because you never know where those might lead. Yes. And I would err on the side of quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, this is part of, you know, getting your freak, freak flag up there at full mm-hmm. mast is your people are going to be your people. Right. They'll refer to you. Mm-hmm. They'll do business with you. Mm-hmm. Another purpose of having a great network is so that people will like, comment, and share on your content mm-hmm. so that it gets shared out right. to larger audiences of your people. Mm-hmm. Your people are probably going to be connected to more of your people. Mm-hmm. Right. And And, and so then it's kind of this a self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing. And it's from a business perspective. It's not like on Twitter. It's not like on Facebook or you know any of the other things where you're like, ooh, I'm not sure I want to associate with those people. On LinkedIn, they're business people. Yes. Yes. And so yes. And there are more goals involved than just doing business with people on Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. It's mutual support, Mm -hmm. it's referrals. It's activity on your content. Mm-hmm. It's, it's introductions. It's so many different things. It's speaking opportunities. It's whatever you do to build your business. Mm-hmm. You know, I just recently got into conversations with people who have digital marketing agencies. Ah. Now, there are many people that would say, ooh, aren't those competitors? Mm-hmm. I the interesting thing about digital marketing these days is it usually does not have a LinkedIn component. Huh. It's, it's click funnels, it's mm-hmm. landing pages, it's SEO, it's many, many things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's graphic design, it's, it, it's CRM, mm-hmm. it's developing your list, it's many, many things. Mm-hmm. But very few people have a high-level LinkedIn strategist mm-hmm. on their team. Right. And unless you have a strategy in mind for what it is that you're doing, you're just providing more noise Mm -hmm. and more clutter and chaos into the newsfeed. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think much of that is because there are still so many people who think that LinkedIn is only when you need a job. (laughs) Or when you need clients. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they totally forget it's about building your personal brand, not that of your company. That's, that is different. You know, building your personal grant and making those connections. I never pursue speaking events. Mm-hmm. And this is something that boggles people's mind because I speak at least one to two times a week. Mm-hmm. And they, those opportunities come to me mm-hmm. because I'm known as a LinkedIn strategist mm-hmm. and brand expert. Mm-hmm. And I'm known as a public speaker. Mm-hmm. I've gotten three keynote speeches through LinkedIn. Wow. That's 
part of the branding. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It happens intentionally mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, opportunities come to me because mm -hmm. people know who I am. Right. And they know... Hey, they know, like, and trust you, um, but but they've done that by seeing your content, yes. um, you know, and, and seeing. Let's be honest, seeing the professional content. You know, I'm going to keep harping on that. This is, you know, we're we're posting professional content on LinkedIn. Not here's what I had for lunch, and here's what I you know saw on vacation, and all of those various things that we see on on other platforms. It is strictly professional with fun stuff mixed in to yes. to the you know to an appropriate degree. Let me give you an example of how you can find that intersection between personal and professional, okay. because I think it is an important distinction. Mm -hmm. And most people don't know how to navigate those waters. Mm -hmm. So I spent a year doing monthly webinars to do sales training for an organization. Mm -hmm. And most of them, you know, they, they teach organizations how to lead from within. Mm -hmm. And so they don't do sales and they don't do you know, that's not necessarily where they feel comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was teaching them how to do the relationship building part mm -hmm. and, you know, building awareness mm -hmm. for what they do. Mm -hmm. And so one of them said, you know, I can't quite bridge the gap between this personal professional thing. Mm -hmm. And she said, what I do in my personal life is I am an aerial yoga instructor. Which means what? <laughs> You're using trapezes and things hanging from ah. the ceiling to do aerial mm -hmm. yoga. Right. Was like, this is fascinating. Oh, this yeah. Is. So, so she was trying a new move mm -hmm. on a trapeze. Mm -hmm. And she completely failed and she had somebody film it. It was a... 40 second video on her mm -hmm. iPhone and mm -hmm. she shared it into the newsfeed on LinkedIn mm. and said, in order to lead, you have to be willing to fail. Perfect. I love it. She went way over a hundred thousand views on one of her first posts. Wow. Ever, because people really resonated with her mm -hmm. simple, personal mm -hmm. message. Right. And so many people would have thought for many reasons not to post that. First of all, yoga, why are you putting yoga on LinkedIn? <laughs> you showed a failure, you know, because we never ever as a business owner want to admit that we failed, you know, and, and, but yeah, the fact that, that she, she kept it personal and real comes back to that word we were saying authentic. And it was the title. I mean, people read the title of a post and mm -hmm. decide whether they're going to read right. it or not. Right. And she nailed the whole mm -hmm. thing. Right. Perfect. Well, you know, a couple things real quick, you know, because we only have, you know, a couple minutes left and it's, we never, you know, we're, we're going to go over time. I just know we are. Um, <laughs> one of the things that people always ask me is, do I have to pay? So what's, I tell them no, you know, now I do have a paid account, but that's because I need a, a little bit different level. But what do you tell most people when they say, do I have to pay? I don't have a paid account. Oh, I love it. I have built my business mm -hmm. using basic or free LinkedIn. I love it. I love it. And I try to be a case in point. Now, if you are a sales professional, you cannot survive right. without Sales Navigator. Right. You I need that different try level. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even try it. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to get Sales Navigator and spend, you know, $800 to $1,000 mm -hmm. a year, get the right training so yes. that you know how to use it because mm -hmm. it is a rabbit hole mm -hmm. and it is not a tool unless you know how to wield right. it. If you are a little more savvy and you know how to use some of the bells and whistles mm -hmm. from premium accounts, great, go for it. Mm -hmm. right. I highly recommend it, but you don't have to. Do right. not feel that you have to mm -hmm. have a paid account on LinkedIn. Right. You and can do people anything don't really know, so they don't care. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course, you get a little badge that says, Oh, yeah, you get the little in badge, but now. <laughs> And, but yeah, I, you know, and I think the stat, anyhow, the, the most recent one I saw is that 85% of LinkedIn accounts, which is millions, are still free accounts. Yes. Yes. Now, the other thing that 
we we obviously don't have nearly enough time to talk about this, but our company pages. You know, why oh, should we have a company yes. page on LinkedIn? Because it's our personal space. Why do we still need a company page? Well, all you need to do is build the company page because okay. it increases your credibility. If mm-hmm. you don't have a company logo with mm-hmm. your business, mm-hmm. people are going to say, they don't know what's going right. on. She's not um, real. Professional. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, don't they know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the SEO factor. Right. It it's increases mm-hmm. your findability on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and in Google stats mm-hmm. by about a factor of 10. Okay. It's an internal link mm-hmm. to the company page from mm-hmm. your profile. It is an external link to your website or landing page or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you choose. And I use my Eventbrite page, which is the sign up for the 10 day challenge mm-hmm. as my external link. Okay. And it is your logo. Mm-hmm. So it is professionalism. Mm-hmm. It is credibility. It is findability. Mm-hmm. And it takes five to 10 minutes to put together a company right. page. Right. If you work for somebody, should you still create a company page so that you've got your own space? Um, you definitely want to use the findability of the company page. Mm-hmm. But if you have a side gig of some kind, then you definitely want to have your Mm -hmm. own, you know, if you do consulting on the side, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as your boss knows, because they're going to find it, folks, don't, don't, you know, (laughs) no sneaky, sneaky. Right, right. But no, do and especially with volunteer things, Mm -hmm. nonprofits have found out how to use LinkedIn in a very big way. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you're connected to their company pages Mm -hmm. as well. If you're listing volunteer service. Right. You know, and I suppose if if you are, say, a full-time employee or even a business owner and you still want your personal space, it could be your name. I mean, you know, and and, I mean, there are definitely ways to do it so that you still have that presence. Yes. Yes. And And then I talk further about company or about personal branding. mm -hmm. There's lots of people that can help you with that. Right. Right. You know, and and, because you never know when you might have to transition into using that as your full-time gig. So why is the worst time to build your network? When is the absolute worst time to build your network? Mm -hmm. When you have to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah. You want that network now, which, you know, it's, it's interesting as we're chatting, you know, we're, we're actually uh, doing this in March. It's going to air in April, but we're right in the middle of the whole COVID-19, stay at home, work from home type of thing. Now it's more important than ever to really be building your network, you know, and, and, you know, whatever the circumstance is when this goes live, sit down and still be doing that, folks. Don't have to be thinking, oh my gosh, what if, you know, spend 15, 20 minutes a day. We're not talking, you know, five, six hours, spend a little bit of time and really start building your network or fine-tuning what you've already got. Ten minutes a day can make a huge difference. You know, one of my networking groups, I'm on the board for it, Mm -hmm. and um, they were really thinking about bagging the whole meeting. And I said, no, this is a great opportunity. Let's take it online. Let's Mm -hmm. do it on Zoom. We can do, for table talks, we can Mm do... we can do breakout sessions mm-hmm. in breakout rooms on Zoom. Mm-hmm. We can really model how to take your business online. Right. And so I am going to present seven ways to take your business online Ooh. for these interesting times. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be a blog mm-hmm. <laughs> next. And we can find the link to it on your LinkedIn profile. Of course you can. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Angela, we've just filled up this hour, still had so many things to talk about, but I love the fact that you don't have a website. You just use LinkedIn. So how do people connect with you? On LinkedIn. Yay! I think, I think I'm the only Angela D-U-N-Z on LinkedIn, cool. and I'm pretty sure I'm the only LinkedIn badass on LinkedIn, and Perfect. that is a hashtag that's included mm-hmm. in my profile, so mm-hmm. if you use the hashtag, you'll surely find it. Cool. Um, I love but it. Send me an invite. Tell me that you heard about me on Deb's podcast, and I'll be sure to connect with you. Perfect. Quick, fast, a little bit more about the 10-day challenge. 10-day challenge is something that I designed because most people hate working on their profile. Mm -hmm. It is one of those things that is Mm self-promotion. So I designed a business building challenge, 10 days 10 different ways to connect with your ideal client. Mm -hmm. One whole day is focusing on your ideal client. Mm 
Um, but when people see how LinkedIn works, they're going to be much more motivated right. to log in every single day mm -hmm. to use LinkedIn. It's mm -hmm. a mindset shift. And that's what this challenge mm -hmm. is created to do is to show you how easy it is to build a business on LinkedIn. Perfect. Then you can go back and dress up your profile mm -hmm. and focus it towards your ideal client. Once mm -hmm. you get how to use LinkedIn, mm -hmm. right. everything's easier. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously information about it on your LinkedIn profile. My, I have two calls to action. One of them is to join the next 10-day challenge, which happens every month. Perfect. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Angela, we are at the top of the hour. This has been so much fun. I love chatting with you. We just have to do it more often. Yes. Um, but, you know, it, it is about connecting with people, building those relationships, and, you know, just expanding your online network worldwide. I mean, that's the cool thing about this. Yes. It doesn't have to just be people in your little immediate vicinity that you go to a networking right. meeting with. It's worldwide. Perfect. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Be safe. Be healthy. Go digital. Perfect. I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having... It's such fun talking with Angela Duns, and that's D-U-N-Z. She is the LinkedIn badass. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.